Hello and welcome back to the Simplicity Diaries with me, Kim John Payne. This week, I wanted to focus on that critical time of transition from school to home, from kindergarten or daycare, but back into home. For the most part, those, uh, those, um, that part of the day for our kids is very uh, complicated. It's stimulating. They've had to navigate a lot. You know, there's been all sorts of activities, transitions, um, all kinds of sensory stimulation to take on board. They've just been through a lot. Even if it was just kindergarten, they've been through a lot. And a lot of what uh, they're needing to do at that time, and this is this is uh, forgive me for saying the obvious, but is is time to digest all that, time to process it all, and yet uh, so often after school, we uh, as a society can can um, just take kids straight into the next activity. Uh, or um, we uh, go from school and do a series of, ch- of of chores of picking stuff up, and and the, it's a busy time and it's hectic. And boy, do we pay the price for that later in the evening. And yet, sometimes it's missed. You know, we miss the um, we miss the fact that. It was largely because our kids didn't get the decompression, didn't get the safety release valve of that after-school time. In the Simplicity Parenting book, I write about this um, this whole uh, whole piece around needing to balance calm with um, uh, calming times, with stimulating times, with stimulation, and that. Uh, the week should be at best balanced between C days, calm days, and S days, stimulating days. So that for every S day, if you get to the end of the day and write on the calendar S, as one mum did, she would then have a C day the next day. And both her and her slightly hyperactive husband, in her words, were able to come to a negotiation around that and our family life noticeably improved, right? But the same is true for, um, for the days themselves, that there's um, within the day, there are really sort of high velocity stimulating times for kids, which are just, that's fine, that's great. Uh, that's life, right? But uh, also there needs to be calm points. There needs to be expansion out into really busy stuff and fun and goofy, running around, um, and then calming uh, points where it's quieter and a little bit more predictable. Because the, often the very stimulating points don't have much, all that much form to them. They're a bit wacko, goofy, it's recess at school, it's corridors, it's transitions, and there's not much predictability there. Whereas calm, uh, when it's at its best, and this is, a, I guess, a tip uh, to, to, to us all of sorts, is that when calm is at its best, 
it's there's little bits of ritual in it. It's not just only laying on the sofa, although that's fine too. You often build a little bridge uh, at the end of a school day through having simple little rituals. Rituals are the stepping stones across the transition from stimulation to calm. It's the rituals that get us across that river without the kids really messing us around and and it all being very, very hard. For example, you're picking the kids up from school or from kindergarten daycare. And one of the first things you can do when you when you see them uh, I know there was one mum who said to me she had simple little ritual ritualized words she would use and she would greet them in the same way each day and and the children they were quite little they they were kindergartners and they would they would look forward um, to that 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 greeting when she would just um, gather them both up and and say to them welcome back my darlings I, cause I asked her what did she say and it was welcome back my darlings and it was a big hug and I think that's another important point in uh, transitions like this is to make physical contact it, it could be with older ones a simple sort of walking down the path with an arm around a shoulder for a brief moment. It, it, it could be with a teenager that it's just a touch on the shoulder. Um, although, you know, an arm around a shoulder and a, and a hug, even a side hug, if it's in public. But, <laughs> but it all counts. It all counts. And then into the car and maybe there's a little snack box already prepared and it just sits right there, which, by the way, is great. Just get the blood sugar levels up. Um, and it's pretty similar day after day. There's the snack box. And then as you, as you drive home, just allow it to be quiet. Resist uh, asking one of the most unfortunate questions, how was school today? You know, it was like, good. You think, oh, dear, you know, um, just be able to resist asking that (laughs) and let the story of the day just come out in its own time. And when it does, try to keep your conversation to two or three syllables. Just, "Uh uh-huh, oh, right, oh, really? And then, huh, oh my. So that... You allow space for the child to to unpack all the things that they are saying, but and that way you'll hear a lot more. Actually, they'll unpack more because there's more space to put their things down, so to speak. But also, um, your if you stay that in, in inside yourself in that quiet space, uh, that that kind of response, like oh, what then? Really? She did? Oh my. Oh, that's fun. Just simple little things like that. Then what you're doing is is being inwardly regulated, inwardly calm. And you're, again, helping your child over the stepping stones 
uh, into that into that karma space. Now, if your child rides the bus home, same thing. Just when they get home, uh, and, and you see them, or when, whenever it is that you first see them, just allow space. Allow space. Keep your keep your comments to be um, brief, very engaged, and soft eyes, just looking with interest, but not overwhelming the child with too many questions. Um, where where um, they there's not enough you know space for them. Now after you know you all arrive home in whatever way if it's in the bus or the car or who um, if it's if it's someone else an extended family member a babysitter who receives them you might have to do some coaching up in how to receive them, but. It's um, if it's on the bus, then it's uh, more got to do with coming in quietly, having a snack, just allowing a quiet space, and then setting up a, a number of little simple, very very simple little rituals. You know, they might um, first of all just go upstairs and get changed out of school clothes, or maybe not. It's a putting of the shoes side by side uh, on the rack or wherever they belong. It's not just a coming in and throwing stuff away. Now, that's not just because of tidiness. It's because it's it's actually a ritual that says, now I am home. Hanging up a, up a coat on the hook, with, you know, that the, the same hook that the, always that coat goes on or that coat hanger, putting your shoes side by side, putting them into the cupboard, that is way more than just tidiness, although that's great too. But it's got to do with now I am home. Here is here is my transition into home. I mean, of course, it's not a, a point to get into great big arguments about. Um, but if you're just quietly insistent that this is where this goes and you help a child do it, you just maybe... maybe um, you know, they, they take their shoes off if they're little and they hand them to you and you put them in the place. It's something that you're doing together. It's not, um, you know, a cold, harsh chore, but there's that little ritual. This is how we come into the house. It's just as simple a ritual as I put the keys in, uh, in that place, on that hook or in that bowl. I put the car keys right there. It's the things that you do like this that help a child um, ritualize and build those stepping stones. And maybe after they then have a little snack, have something to eat, uh, maybe then there's some, there's some quiet time or some uh, free time. And then after that free time, then comes and then and then and then that kind of calm uh, is in terms of their overall day is it's a prime time to have calm after school so that the busyness and the stimulation of school is counterbalanced with some calm after school and that and that way by you know later on in the evening there might be another busy, like there might be a playtime and a really active time again. Um, 
maybe a brother or sister comes home, dad comes home or mum comes home and plays with the children. And, and there it is, you know, busy and laughter and lovely. And then bedtime comes and then there here's the contraction again, the quiet, calm, contracting back into a quieter place. So that the day isn't all S, stimulating. It's C as well. And there's a movement between stimulation and calm. That way when the evening comes, it's, it, it has, it's been foreshadowed. There have been moments of calm earlier in the afternoon that foreshadow uh, um, the calmness that comes in that evening. And therefore the evenings just are that little bit, or some parents say a lot, easier to then transition into sleep so that bedtime isn't like you know a child forcing you to lay on the bed until they're asleep like some hostage taking situation that they realize that the, the the stimulation can't go on and on and on and on it's that the calming by having calming earlier in the day there's almost like a recognition that our days expand out into busyness, move back into calmness, and that sleep is is a place of of calm, the and and can be accepted because because that's the way we are as a family. It used to be people would ask me, "When do you start, you know, uh, getting your kids ready for bed?" And I would always answer, "Oh, six a.m." <laughs> And what I mean by that is if a day is balanced between calm and uh, calming and stimulating uh, and those influences, a child is going to go to bed, go to sleep way, way easier. But I think a lot of that it, um, has its um, key in, the, in one of those key points, which is right after school. Okay. Hope that's helpful. Bye-bye.